Hey, what up everyone? It's Bid Nerd, your daily nerd out on the most interesting car of the day from all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. My name is John Polnick. I'll find the button that says so right there along with my partner <laughs> Michael Deep coming at you from San Francisco, whereas I'm sitting in the container park in Las Vegas. What's up, Michael Deep? That, that long pause before you gave us your name, it mm. almost looked like you were waiting for you to write it so you could read it to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, my name is... What's uh, I need oh, reminders. <laughs> I need reminders. I, I don't know much of anything, least of which uh, is how to say J- my name. J- JP, at our age, they say the mind is the second thing to go. Mm. can't remember what the first thing <laughs> yeah, is. <laughs> very nice. Look, I will tell you that I've never been good at names or spelling uh, or even my own name. My middle name, which I will not tell you guys uh, on the show, not that I'm like uh, ashamed of it or anything like that, but uh, look, I, I've mi- when I here, went... Right? Yeah, sure. Um, first gen Ukrainian right here. Uh, when I yeah. went to get my driver's license when I was 16 years old, that was the first time I'd ever had to write out my middle name. I'll tell you guys, it's Nicholas, right? I didn't know how to spell Nicholas. So it's misspelled on my driver's license. Oh, we're frozen up. Are we yep, still there, guys? No, yeah, we're, okay, yeah. we were frozen up. Yeah, uh, yeah. so my middle name is uh, misspelled on my driver's license because I didn't know how to spell it when I went to the DMV to get it. Uh, so I'm Nicklaus uh, to all of you out there. Nicklaus is yeah. how I spelled it. Oh, my God, that's really <sighs> funny. So, so what winds up happening, because it's not technically legally your name, you probably have an alias, you know, according to the feds. Yeah, maybe that's uh, why they haven't found me yet. Um, All right, guys. Well, you didn't come here to steal my identity, uh, which knock yourself out. I mean, I always think it's funny. Oh, somebody stole my identity and took my credit and all my money. It's like, well, I have none of those things. So knock yourself out, identity thieves. That'd be great. Um, Maybe, maybe you guys, maybe an identity thief would improve my credit and uh, uh, expand my buying uh, power, right? How great would that be? Oh, my God. Um, it, would be, it would just be really funny if you came home one day and you found Patootie sitting on the flap of your identity thief. Yeah, like, right. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait a second. Just for everyone who's wondering who Patootie is, this our is producer. our producer, Patootie. Uh, yep. Patootie, say hello to everyone. There she is. There's oh, Patootie. That, she is smarter than me. Okay, Patina, go back over here. Give us instructions. All right, guys, what do we do on the show? Uh, We don't talk about how poorly I spell. We typically talk about cars, uh, specifically the most interesting car of the day from all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. Today's car is, I got to tell you, today's car is one of the more interesting cars, uh, not just of the day, but maybe ever. Um, Let's get right into it. We're going to talk about this car and we're going to make a prediction as to what we think it'll sell for, or maybe not on its respective auction. What do we got here today, Michael Deep? All right. It is a premium listing on Bring a Trailer. This 1980 BMW M1 located in San Anselmo, JP, is right across the Golden Gate Bridge in Marin County. Uh, San Anselmo is the uh, Native American term for wealthy liberal. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this car is showing 48,000 kilometers, which equates to about 30,000 miles. The reason why that odometer is in kilometers is because this car was originally sold in the Japanese market. Uh, in the 90s, I believe the car was sold to somebody in the UK. And then later the car spent time in France uh, before our consigner brought the car over to Marin County where he has enjoyed it for several years. Uh, the BMW M1, if you're not familiar, 
BMW went sports car racing in the late 60s and early 70s. Um, and BMW created its motorsports division uh, and used the motorsports division as uh, skunk work for all their top engineers to produce cars that were competitive on the racetracks around the world that would help build the brand's profile and thus sell cars uh, in the showroom. Uh, their great exercise in the late 70s was to create this mid-engine supercar called the BMW M1. So JP, here comes the list of equipment that is on this car. They basically threw everything out of it. First of all, limited quantities. In two and a half years, worldwide, they only constructed 400 M1s. And allegedly, our car is one of only two. Can you believe that, John? Just two cars that were painted in black. Each BMW M1 used a 3.5 liter M88 inline six with, um, let me see if I can say this right, Kugelfischer Bosch fuel injection system. Uh, each car had six individual throttle bodies. All that power was uh, shifted through a ZF, a German uh, ZF uh, five-speed manual transmission. They all had limited slip differentials independent suspension they used becker radios they had adjustable height control to the suspension uh, the cars used italian uh, campagnolo wheels back in the day they used to call them campies um, and they uh, were uh, different uh, widths so the fronts were seven inch wide the rears were eight inch wide the car used a four valve head uh, and it had dry sump lubrication now the output is not going to sound too staggering it made about 270 hour and only 243 pound foot of torques but these cars were pretty light i think they weigh about 2700 pounds uh and again they're mid-engine um so the the performance is there and the throttle response with the that that hand-built cool figure bosch fuel injection system and the six angel throttle bodies uh i imagine the throttle response on these cars is going to feel very much like a race car even if it wasn't a ton of brake horsepower in preparation for the sale, the consigner to the some sort of car has a new water pump. It has new belt and hoses uh, and new fluids change. That was all done uh, in late uh, 2020. So most of the service on the car is pretty fresh. Um, anyways, it's very rare that you see one of these cars in person. Again, they only made 400 for the world. Um, and in those days, they would not have brought a majority of the cars to the U.S. America was still a small market for BMW um, in 1980. So I, I would assert I wouldn't be surprised if less than a quarter of those cars were actually in the United States. Uh, to, and then how rare one of two in black. I think that makes it really cool. Uh, still relatively no mi uh, low miles for the car, just 30,000 miles on the odometer. Um, this motor put BMW on the map. I mean, this is the basic blueprint for the M motor that went into the M6 and the M5 um, and helped really establish BMW um, as a legit uh, world-class auto manufacturer. Uh, super exotic. They were not really heralded or appreciated back in period, uh, but today they bring really big collector money. So JP, what is your experience? What's your uh, affinity for the M1? Do you... I, Back when they were new, I didn't think much of them myself, uh, but today I really appreciate what they are. Uh, the car, I think, has aged really well, and I would love someday to get the opportunity to drive one. I think it would be you know, kind of a bucket list thing to you know, go put a couple miles on an M1 and, and rev it out a few times and see what that feels like. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I've never driven one. Those specs kind of sound a lot like a, like a 
90s NSX, you know, just under 300 horsepower, mid-engine car, uh, pretty light. It'd be interesting to see how close to that they were 20 years ahead of time. I'm excited about this watch. Look at that <laughs> thing. What is going on there? Is that is that a limited M1 watch? Did that watch oh, come that with shape. the car? Look at that uh, shape. Or is that just a period correct watch that the guy is selling with it? If that was a watch that only came with the car, that would be something pretty amazing. I know that like the current GT3s, uh, Porsche's 911 GT3s, uh, you can order a watch from uh, Porsche Designs uh, department that is like specifically matching your specific car. It has like your VIN number on the back of it or something, and and the colors, the, the dial matches the color of the car or something. Uh, so it'd be cool if BMW had done this years and years it's ago. A, I'd never. It's heard a that. shame. It's a shame that the guy didn't take a picture of the backside of the watch because it does fit Swiss as a BMW Motorsport brand watch, but not in who the Swiss watchmaker was that that made this particular piece. I mean, it's really it's very cool and it's very period correct. Yeah, and you know, it's it's that whole thing where it's combining a digital watch with an analog dial. Um, mm -hmm. You know, is it an automatic with a digital uh, watch? That would be even extra, but it's I doubt it's probably like uh, you know the bright lights. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, sorry guys, I'm more stoked about the watch. Uh, can you guess? I'm <laughs> kind of a watch guy. Uh, no, this car is really, really cool. I've, I like I said, I've never driven one. Uh, always loved them, but you know, it was never just. There just aren't many of these around. Uh, there was one floating around in the northwest a few years ago. Uh, that uh, it was it was a white one, and it had the uh, red, white, and blue, uh, you know, BMW livery, and it just looked spectacular. And I got to think that that livery would look amazing on this black car if someone bought this car and had a period correct uh, BMW racing livery put on it, you know, just oh, for man. fun. How so epic and show, you know, how much of a showstopper would that be? And the great thing about livery, it doesn't hurt the car. It's not going to mess up the paint or anything like that. So go for it. Make it look even let's, better. But that looks stunning in black by itself. Let, let's nerd out a little further, JP. So um, BMW make the art. They collaborated with a few Italian uh, uh, automakers. So Lara was a race car manufacturer um, and even raced in Formula One, especially in 1980. So, uh, uh, Giancarlo Lara designed the space frame for this car. And then our old friend, Giorgetto Gigario, um, who made your, uh, you know, like your Corrado and a few other really cool cars like the uh, Di Tommaso Pantera, he designed the body for this. And the body that's on this car is made of fiberglass. Now, I don't know if you knew this, JP, but the M1 was originally a collaboration with Lamborghini. And the very first eight, I think, I'm going from memory here. But this is me nerding out. The first eight M1s that rolled off the show, the uh, assembly line rolled off in Santa Agata at the Lamborghini factory. And Lamborghini was in a financial disaster at the time. And so as soon as they started building these cars, uh, Lamborghini ran into a amount of money. And they probably, I think, some part of their history where they went into receivership and the, the factory kind of closed down until somebody could come in and save them and start building Lamborghinis again. At that moment, BMW ran down there and took all the tooling and brought it in-house 
uh, wherever they did it, probably in the motorsport division, and then hand-built the rest of these cars. So of the 450, they were almost all built by BMW. But those first eight, if you can quantify it, um, are probably mega collector items because they were actually built by Lamborghini at Lamborghini because this car was originally intended to be um, a collaboration. So this car has a very interesting um, history. Uh, this is not one of those first ones. If it was, he certainly would have mentioned uh, But a NIR and a note in automotive history. Well, okay. I guess that means I want one, right? How much is it going to yes. cost me if I want one of these things? Holy cow. I don't think this is going to be uh, your typical Cheap. 70s BMW price. What are we looking at here? What do you think it's going to sell for? What's on interesting, John? These cars always brought a premium, but not an exotic premium. They, I mean, I should rephrase that. They, these cars were always around 400 grand. If you got one cheap, you could get it for in the 300s. And if you really paid all the money, they were 450. Our car is sitting at $450,000 with two days to go on like 14 bids, I think it is. Um, or no, just nine bids. But in the last couple of years, values on these cars have taken off. There's a couple available overseas right now listed for $700,000. I don't know that they're going to get that, but they're much lower miles than our car here. So with two days to go and on the right platform, it's worth mentioning that this car has run for like 12 days or 14 days, whatever BAT's long run is. This car has been up for a while. Um, I think the car is going to do well. I think it's going to sell. I think it's going to take $630,000 to bring it home two days from now. So I'll send it to you. And, um, and and again, it's really hard to find comps for these because they're that rare. That number is a little bit out of thin air, but I don't know. Let's call it a semi-educated guess. What do you think? I I have to do the same thing. Um, you know, all indications right now are that things are softening a bit. Um, this is a car that at 600 something thousand dollars is still more worth more than it was, you know, maybe a year, year and a half ago. Um, but uh, not what it would have brought maybe, you know, just six or nine months ago. Um, so still worth some dough here. I'm going to bet at 600. I'm going to say okay. it just barely gets there. You know, it's going to be in the high fives. Um, that's a lot of scratch for a classic car. Um, I got to think, though, that the buyer for something like this, you know, when you're talking about half million plus cars, uh, you're definitely talking about a different stratosphere. You're talking about someone yeah. that uh, really recessions and, and that kind of stuff don't affect them very much. Um, you know, inflation, whatever, all the negative factors that you can think of, uh, I think really uh, affect the, you know, 50, 100, $150,000, $200,000 cars a lot more than they do the half million and million dollar cars. Are singers yeah. going to all of a sudden be cheap if the market takes a, no uh, you way. know, crap? And the answer no is hell no. Way. Yeah, no exactly. Way. So this is something that's so darn rare that maybe I'm talking myself into uh, doing a bid that's over yours, but I'm going to stay somewhat yeah. conservative and say no, 600 I is my number. I think it's a good. I think it's a good guess. I also think it's a. It's an even better point. Um, the guy who can afford this car. Um, it, I'm not saying recession proof, but it's not going to. The re, the recession we're in is not going to hurt him. The way it's going to make you and I our life more difficult. Uh, this guy probably 
I mean, don't get me wrong. He still gripes at the price of the gas, but it's not going to break him. You know what I mean? Whereas you and I, if we have to fill our car with gas, we might have to have something different for lunch. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, right. I have to, I, you know, I spend half my uh, my net worth on, on filling up my yeah. tank every week. Look, this car yeah. is not someone's only car. Like someone that yeah. buys this is not like, oh, okay, this is my one exotic car. This is my big splurge. Somebody has a garage full of stuff like this, and it's just one yeah. more toy in right. the bucket and they're going all right. right well how often do one of these come for sale at all you know yeah. up market down market anytime there's just the opportunity to get something like this only comes around every now and then and so the person that wants something like this and can afford it knows it and they don't care they'll buy it and if yeah. it's uh, if it's time when it comes time to sell it for them it's going to be uh at the top of the market not the bottom or I, you know i've got I've got another tip for you, JP. Think about this. This car has been listed for two weeks and he probably had to petition for it two months ago. So the guy who's selling this car lives in Marin County and all the big auctions from RM Sotheby's and Gooding and whatever else down there, Broad Arrow, the new the new game in town that's gonna be at Monterey this year. Um, those auctions are coming up uh, in a couple weeks from now in August Monterey. This guy could have sold that car with the big auction fence and gotten a full retail number for the car the car is so rare and the condition looks to be excellent but he chose to sell it on bring a trailer which means one he trusts bring a trailer and he seen himself probably 12 percent like like rm sotheby's charges 12 percent the consigner and like 30 percent the damn buyer i mean the the numbers are astronomical that those guys are getting and here's an example where the new kid in town, um, just bring a trailer, uh, is stealing a customer from them. This is a car that you would absolutely expect to see at the big seasonal auctions. And he's selling it around this time, but he's trying it to BAT. And I think he's going to sell it here. I think he's going to get his 600 grand at your bid or maybe 650 at my bid or whatever. Um, I think it's going to happen. I think the car is going to transact. So uh, very interesting and, and certainly something to pay attention to that, that like this uber exotic and rare car is on BAT and not under the tent at Sotheby's two weeks from now. Uh, I think that's worth mentioning. Yeah, I think we should explore that more um, at some, on a future episode. How much it, yeah. do the auctions happening in just a few weeks uh, affect the online auctions? Um, that's yeah. an interesting thing. Uh, but look, how much will this car sell for? Um, well, why don't you hit the subscribe, like, and notification yeah. button right now. Uh, and then uh, we'll tell you in just a minute how much this car will sell for. Okay, guys, I want to tell you about Vegas Auto Fest. The drivers are coming. This is one of our big sponsors. It's the biggest car show of the year in Las Vegas. It's one of the coolest car shows you can possibly experience anywhere. If you haven't made plans to be part of Vegas Auto Fest on September 17th, then do it now. Go to VegasAutoFest.com and register your car. You think you're a car enthusiast? Doesn't matter where you live. Plan a trip to Vegas on September 17th and come out and see this show. It's like Monterey Car Week all in a day. Have you ever been to the Quail? Have you ever been to Works Reunion? Have you ever been to Amelia Island? All those car shows are amazing and great. Have you been to Luftkult? Sure, but Vegas Auto Fest is something special. Make a plan for September 17th. We'll see you in Vegas. Hey guys, welcome back from the break. 
We're talking about a BMW M1. This is a Ugh. rare bird. You guys just sat around. Uh, you traveled through time like that. You watched a quick Ugh. commercial. We waited an entire week so we could come back here and give you the results on this car. Uh, and they are interesting. Let's devastated. find out what's up Ugh, I with this BMW M1. On this. What happened? I can't believe you beat me on this car. I'm so upset about this one. Uh, I first of all, we rarely see M1s. They're so rare. I can't remember what the numbers from a week ago, but it's like one of 400 or 500 or something. They're really low mission numbers. Um, the seller on BT also notes that this car, originally painted in black, is allegedly one of just two painted in black, which makes it that much rare. And the car is here in the Bay Area, in San Francisco Bay Area. I could literally drive 20 minutes up uh, and go throw rocks at this guy's garage. Uh, JP, I thought this car had a fantastic chance to bring spectacular money, and so I said $630,000. Again, you took the bearish tack, went underneath me and said six hundred grand. Our car sold for $605,000 on 21 bids, making you the winner on this lot. Um, I'm sure guys, happy. I, you know, the fact that this car broke 600 grand on bring trailer is still, um, remarkable. I think that's a fantastic retail result. I'm sure he's pleased that maybe he could have got a couple dollars more if it went to one of the Ted auctions where all these, uh, you know, collectors are drinking white wine and vodka and getting smashed and, and like throwing money at cars. What's interesting, John that this year in Monterey, there is a single M1 at one of the auction houses, and would you believe it is also black? In the description, I think it's good, they described the black one as being very rare, one of two or three, quote unquote, is what they say. Um, our seller here on BAT said it's one of two, good insane, it might be three, but ironically, in the Bay Area or in Northern California in just another month, or a couple of weeks, we're going to have another black one sell. So uh, maybe we'll do a shout out when we see the result of that car to see if it also brings 600 grand, um, you know, validating this number or not. Uh, so very interesting result, very interesting car. Well done by everybody. And John, you beat me on that one. I've got to tell you, man, I'm a little pissed about it. <laughs> I was watching that auction and I was going, oh, man, am I going to get a Yahtzee on this bad boy? I mean, I oh, was you like, almost did. yeah, yeah almost I did. was so close because it it hung on that uh, on that last bid for like, I was like, going, uh, 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 and then like in the last two seconds, something like, no, and it was only oh, like man. one or two more bids above it, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you would have got a Yahtzee, I would have walked off the set. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the back, the rear vent on this car. I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, you've got, you've got this. Uh, look, I'm going to zoom in on it. Uh, oops, yeah. uh, no, maybe I'm not going to zoom in on. It. I'm going to try to zoom in on. It. It's not letting me zoom in. Let's go here. So you see that rear vent? It's like yeah. okay. You got the rear vent of the BMW M1, and now you've got check out the rear vent on this r8 spider Ooh. did they did they just steal that did, they, did yeah, audi they did. just like find that vent and just tack it in there i don't know it's a kind oh of an odd God. coincidence yeah. i don't know why i thought i'd bring that up but i remember Terrific. seeing the m1 on when we were looking at this last week going hey that looks familiar because i have an r8 spider. it's gonna be yeah. uh, it's gonna be on the bring of trailers at any moment um yeah i this this bmw pretty darn special obviously uh that result um i was right and uh, 
boy, I wish I got the Yahtzee because I could have used the points oh. for the week, right? <laughs> well, you, 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 like, we're going to cover a couple more, but you clean house this week. And, uh, and that was, that was certainly one of your better ones. You got that one right on the nose. Uh, cool car, cool result. Well done by everybody. I'm telling you, JP, a black M1, that thing is pretty sexy. Would you not agree? Dig it, dig it. Yeah. What do you guys think of the results? Tell us in the or tell us in the comments below. Do you think uh, do you think this number is low? Do you think it's high? Do you think this is a, a result of a softening in the market? I mean, it sure seems like I, this is kind of I, a high I, mark, right? I got another question for the audience. Has anybody out there that's watching the show ever driven an M1? I'd like to know. Is it all that, um, or is it like squishy suspension and a long throw to the gear shifter? This car. 40 years old now um what do you think like is somebody driven an m1 i i, I really want to and uh you know will i be excited if i do or i'd be disappointed you'd be better off driving a you know uh, i1m or something you know there you go all 20 of you guys out there that have actually been in one of these let us know what it's like <laughs> michael yeah. deeb wants to know come back tomorrow for the yeah. most interesting car of the day we'll tell you what that is uh but in the meantime you should tell us about what car you think is going to be the most interesting car of the day on a future auction that's coming up maybe we'll pick the car that you tell us to review and uh we'll find out about that pretty darn soon subscribe like we'll see you tomorrow no! Bye.